0: You are listening to Something Rather Than Nothing. Creator and host, Ken Vellante. Editor and producer, Peter Bauer.
1: This is Ken Vellante, and you're listening to the Something Rather Than Nothing podcast. And I'm very excited uh, this episode to be talking to Janem uh, Javeri, who is a, a philosopher, a thinker, uh, astrologer in um, India and I'm um, very excited and very uh, happy to welcome you uh, Jay to the program.
0: Yeah, uh, thank you for inviting me. And it's uh, good to uh, talk about uh, philosophy and these things.
1: Yeah, Yeah, I love that. I love that connection. So uh, Jainam, I um, uh, wanted to Get get to know you as as a thinker and a philosopher. But before we get into some of those bigger things, what were you like were, when you were younger? Did you think about big issues? Were you you know what what influenced you when you were younger?
0: Yeah, uh, when I was a kid, I you I was a very uh, introverted guy. Like I was extremely introvert, and I used to speak nothing uh, whole day. So that was the kind of person I was. And yeah, uh, people used to call me uh, like old soul in a young person, like that. So I used to be very deep, philosophical since the beginning. And uh, yeah, it it was difficult to because uh, the people I was around with were mostly extrovert people, and uh, it used to be very difficult for me. But yeah, my uh, I met a uh, lot of friends. I made a lot of friends because I used to be like an advisor to everyone. So anyone who wanted some help or any opinion or anything, uh, they would come to me from the beginning. So it was kind of easy for me uh, in the school. But I think in the college time, it became really difficult because college is a time when uh, like the extroverts really shine. And it's a very difficult time for someone who is a complete introvert person who, who doesn't speak a lot in the groups or was not able to communicate much with people or who cannot who cannot initiate a communication so i think the college time was kind of difficult because i had to face all my fears of social anxiety i had to speak a lot to survive basically so there was a time when uh, it was really challenging but yeah and uh, that was a time when i uh, as uh, that's the reason i did my graduation in marketing because that is something which requires a person to speak, which requires a person to be forceful and uh, like to uh, engage with more and more strangers and more and more people. So that's the reason I chose my, uh, my graduation in marketing so that I can challenge myself. I was a very challenging and very competitive person. So it made
1: me uh, lose the fear of uh, speaking with people. So yeah, I- that's the Yeah. Yo, no, I just I just wanted to and, and sorry to interrupt there for a moment. I I really connected what what with what you said about, you know, just challenging yourself in that I, I myself have uh, ex- had experienced that, you know, in my younger years, um, deep, 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 profound difficulty uh, in communicating uh, in public, in front of people. And it's a been a, you know, a very important journey uh, for myself. Um, but also the way that you challenge yourself, um, I think that's part of it for some folks is to kind of challenge yourself and put yourself into that. How difficult yeah. was it for you to, you know, I mean, to, uh, take, to, to, yeah. to do that? Yeah. Uh,
0: I mean, I would not recommend this to anyone. Like, uh, it worked for me. But I don't think this is the right way to like face the situations I don't know but it worked for me and I I would even give one more example Uh, I used to have uh, this uh, fear of water the hydrophobia so uh, I purposely went uh, to the swimming pool and purpose like I learned uh, swimming and I used to go every day to swimming because I had the phobia of water so I used to do things that I would never do and it is very chaotic like uh, mentally it is very uh, tiring, but I thought that's the only way I could uh, survive because I was like I was the only child in my family and uh, in India generally the is are big and uh, but my family I only had my parents and me and it was really difficult if I would have not challenged myself uh, and do a uh, dead stuff that should not uh, that I was not capable of doing then uh, it would have been very difficult for me to like survive or grow that's what I felt
1: and yeah. Yeah, and thanks, thanks, thanks for sharing that, Janam uh, We're speaking with Jainam Javary, um Javeri uh, from from India, uh, philosopher, and um, we're 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 going to be talking some big questions, and uh, so we're going to jump around. Uh, philosopher Jay, as he's also known, uh, Jay. Um, one of the big questions I always ask on this uh, uh, show is uh, just wanted your opinion on the big question about what is art.
0: I think art is, uh, art is everywhere. Like uh, let's say if someone plays chess, then chess is considered a very theoretical uh, sport where you learn the lines and uh, it's very calculative. But even during uh, playing a chess game, uh, the grandmasters reach a point where uh, they have to, uh, like, there is a position where they have never reached before. And during that time, the real art of uh, how good they are, of how they can play the game. Because uh, not every time everything will be uh, a a certain pattern. There will be changes. There will be adventures. There will be, like, uh, ups and downs. And to face those challenges to, like, it's an art to face those challenges challenges, and to survive and succeed. So, I feel like art is everywhere. Like, for example, in astrology, there is calculation. Like, we calculate and cast a chart. Then there is science in it, that uh, the position of the planets and all. But then comes the art of prediction. Because uh, all the patterns cannot, uh, the prediction cannot be same for everyone. So, we have to look at a person and the... Uh, we have to judge by the person and by so many things. So the intuition, uh, which people call, I think it's uh, an art. Like the intuition is an art in astrology. That's what I feel.
1: Yeah. And I appreciate that, p- that piece. A lot of times during um, uh, the show and, and speaking with guests, there's a lot of uh, connection between, you know, say science and art or, or, or what you you know know for sure, and some of where the speculation is based on that knowledge, and I think that's a really great area, and I'm glad. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm glad you've you've you broached that. Um, uh, Jay, I wanted to 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 get into uh, some more general uh questions uh mm-hmm. in in our discussion, and um in some of the communication we we had prior to you joining the show, I was explaining to you that, uh, the, the show is something rather than nothing. And yeah. I've been exploring, looking to explore those, those concepts, uh, with some more depth in, uh, more, uh, points of view. Uh, one of the topics that I brought up over time, uh, was one of which we have a shared interest is, uh, Buddhism and, um, yeah the concepts of uh, nothingness that exists with, with, with Buddhism. I wondered mm-hmm. if I could rely on you for, y- you know, your, your general, your general understanding of, of the Buddhist tradition, particularly when it comes to the, the question of, of nothingness.
0: Mm-hmm. So the Buddhism started uh, around six century BC by Buddha. And, uh, their main philosophy, uh, if uh, you can say, their main philosophy is that everything is impermanent. Uh, everything is ever-changing. So they call it in Sanskrit, they that like, kshanikam, kshanikam, sarvam kshanikam. Anityam, anityam, sarvam anityam. That everything is ever-changing and everything is uh, non-lasting. Then they come towards uh, dukkham, dukkham, sarvam dukkham. That everything is a suffering. Uh, you can say everything or everywhere uh, is a suffering. And then comes the shunyam shunyam sarvam shunyam, that everything is a void. Like uh, in Buddhism, it is be- they believe that once uh, the existence is not permanent, uh, everything is in a complete change. Like there, there is change in every millisecond or every moment of life. Everything is changing. And we can see that. Uh, we can see how the world, in a bigger form, we can see how the world has changed. Like every year, if we see there is something new, or the other uh, coming and going in the world like let's say what 2019 was for us and what 2020 was it's completely opposite like it was completely different and uh, in a very minute level we can say the molecular changes or the atomic changes uh, the change in the energy uh, all those things so uh, Buddhism believes that everything is ever changing and there is no permanent existence. Like uh, even the soul, Buddhism says that, okay, soul exists, but it doesn't have a permanent existence. At the end, it's all going in complete void, in nothingness. So that's the basic philosophy of uh, Buddhism. And it is one of the parts of, uh, it, it came from India, and it was uh, one of the more atheistic uh, philosophy compared to the Hinduism, which uh, many uh, sects of Hinduism are more theistic uh, uh, philosophies. While and also Buddhism, even Jainism and Ajivak, these are the philosophy which are called as shramana philosophy. That uh, they consider uh, taking becoming a monk, like leaving the material world, is uh, really important because uh, this material world is ever changing and it's anyway not permanent. Then why to waste your time in uh, pursuing this material world? Uh, it's better to uh, completely leave it because it's not ours. To enjoy anywhere, so that is the basic concept of Buddhism or any Shramana tradition. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Thank. Thank you, Jane. I I wondered I wondered if I could follow up with with one particular question um, that yeah. I've been considering uh, with with your thoughts on on Buddhism, and and it's about impermanence, uh, hmm. the general changing nature of all things, of what you were mentioning of. One thing becoming another thing, uh, being and becoming. Yeah. You know, with the the chaos that has been felt by by many in the in the world, uh, with the pandemic and the rapid political changes, and, mm-hmm. and other things affecting all human beings, there's been a greater sensitivity to the feeling of of impermanence. W- w- within yeah. that, do you think that, say, the kind of Buddhism's uh, view um, is, is, is something that people are are, are drawn or seeing more present in the world the general chaos or impermanence that they feel right now
0: yeah I think uh, especially after 2020 there is a like a huge number of people who when, whenever I lo- look at any philosophical groups or any religious discussions, uh, many people question the philosophies which say that everything is permanent like everything was created by god and he is the one who is uh, who is uh, do he's a doer and the creator and the destroyer which uh, this concept was questioned and uh, especially by uh, people who follow atheism or maybe buddhism jainism because in buddhism even in jainism uh, it is believed that the world was never created and uh, And the changes that are happening, that are happening in their own way, like uh, it's self-regulating mechanism. It's not something uh, with some, there is some uh, divine intervention who is uh, doing all those things. So I think especially after the COVID thing, the people, many people thought, uh, many people questioned that uh, whether God is actually doing stuff. Because if he is doing stuff, then why is uh, the, why did COVID happen at the first place?
1: Sure. So, so, and
0: why did people suffer? So, I think, yeah, uh, if we look at the Buddhist point of view or Jain point of view, it is very simple that uh, these things were bound to happen. It happened, and uh, according to each one's karma, uh, they had to suffer. Like many people who gained a lot also in during the times of COVID, uh, many people like they became like someone who works uh, in a medicinal field or hospital hospital field. Uh, earned a lot of money, like if we look at the material point of view. But uh, there were people who were completely suffering uh, too. So the thing that happened outside necessarily cannot affect someone just badly. For some people it was good, some people it was bad. So uh, that's the reason they say that all the things that are happening, you have to be neutral about them. Buddha also said that the path, the middle path of uh, being neutral because uh, nothing can be bad or good it can be bad or good from a particular point of view for a person but it cannot be uh, at a very absolute point uh, that it's bad or it is good we cannot choose one it can be good or bad for uh, each and every individual
1: yeah I, uh, th- thank you uh thank you jay um that's i i really en- i really enjoy your explanation in in, in listening to you because there's some really uh you know difficult and intricate concepts in there um one of one yeah. of them of which uh I'm I'm relying on you a bit in in some of your knowledge um I, I had stu- I've studied uh, uh Buddhism and, and practice Buddhism over the yeah. course of uh, for myself of about uh, uh 20 years or so um so mm-hmm. I've had you know some exposure uh, to the tradition and some practice you had mentioned in your comments uh, some reference to jainism uh as as a yeah. thought system and I, I was wondering if i could again rely on you for uh your understanding and in some background as far as that yeah Uh, tradition and and also connected to questions of, you know, nothingness or somethingness, those type of questions.
0: Yeah. So I'll uh, explain Jainism in respect to Buddhism, since you know Buddhism, so it will be much easier. So uh, in Jainism, the 24th, the last Tiltankara, the Tiltankara are the people, are the souls uh, who are in human form, but uh, they are the ones who show the path to liberation and they themselves achieve the liberation. And they show us the path. So, 24th Tirthankara was Bhagwa, uh, Lord Mahavir, and he was a contemporary to Buddha. And uh, they were at the same city, or uh, that time it was called as Magad, which is in present time the Bihar state uh, in India. And uh, they were the contemporaries, and they were at the same time itself. And there's a lot of mention of uh, uh, Lord Mahavir and Jainism in even Buddhist scriptures. Uh, they uh, they called him as a Niganta Nathaputta which means uh, a monk who is without uh, knowledgeable monk who is without clothes because uh, jain traditions uh, believes that if you are leaving the material world you also have to leave your own clothes because even that is a material possession so and jainism's basic uh, the, the main difference between buddhism and jainism is jainism is also another shramana tradition uh, which is uh, opposite to the theistic school that uh, God created the universe. No, Jainism believes that universe has been always there. It's infinite and it will always be there. And uh, the, there are modifications. Like there are two things that exist in the universe. that is soul and the matter. And there are always modifications happening in the souls and matters. The biggest difference is Buddhism says that at the end it's a complete void. While Jainism says that the uh, quality of the matter or the soul always exists. Uh, the modifications are happening. Let's say, for example, uh, let's say water is getting ev- evaporated and becoming clouds, and then again it is uh, coming down as uh, rain. So, there is change, but the matter, substance remains constant. So, Jainism says that everything is impermanent, but also uh, everything is permanent, both the view. Uh, it's uh, from what angle we see. Like, for example, Jainism says that soul is ever-changing, it is impermanent, but the soul itself, the substance soul is everlasting and it is infinite and it has its permanent existence. And in Jainism, uh, the karmas are actually literal matter, uh, which uh, by a soul's activity, they get attracted, good or bad karma. And once a person destroys all his karmas and realizes uh, himself, he achieves liberation. And uh, liberation is a point where... uh, they have achieved uh, like uh, they have achieved the ultimate goal uh, they uh, they are at peace uh, without any karma because the main reason for suffering is karma good or bad but it is the main reason of suffering so the point is to destroy uh, complete karma and uh, realize themselves and achieve liberation this is the point of jainism and even buddhism is uh, in a way believes uh, many things but the major difference is the permanence and in, impermanence part the, that is uh, one of the biggest difference between jainism and buddhism rest uh, jainism and buddhism both believe in monk becoming a monk uh, they believe in the in the vratas uh, what we call vratas uh, like uh, non violence non stealing uh, non possessiveness all these things and uh, many of things are similar, but also, uh, in, if we go more deeper, there is one of the bigger differences. Buddha uh, showed a Mark, a middle path, where you don't have to go to the extreme. Uh, and you can stay in the middle uh, to realize yourself or achieve uh, the final goal. But in Jainism, it is uh, you have to go to the extreme. And that's the reason in Jainism, monks do not wear clothes. And uh, Jainism says that this body is not yours, Uh, you are not the body, you are the soul. So anyway, you have to just use the body to uh, achieve uh, self-realization. And uh, even wearing clothes or eating food is not really required. Unless you are completely going to die, then it's required to eat, uh, have something. But uh, Jains do not eat root vegetables or do not eat after sunset because it is said that root vegetables have infinite uh microorganisms and every uh, organism has a soul in it because it's all alive so it is said that to do, do the most minimal uh, sin possible the most minimal uh, violence possible so uh, they don't uh, like jains don't eat after sunset because after the sun is gone uh, there are so many infinite number of beings uh, that just uh, appear and it can come in your food or uh, in uh, yeah so it's uh, better to not eat after sunset not eat root vegetables uh, be completely vegetarian all these things so uh, jainism is a more extreme version while uh, buddhism is a uh, more middle way that uh, that's a major difference the part of per- permanence impermanence and the part of uh, this ritual the conduct which uh, jainism is more strict and buddhism is uh, lenient about it yeah
1: and, and thank you for the for the basis of your explanation, jumping from uh, Buddhism uh, to Jainism, uh, you know, because I was able to really make some of the connections with some new material about about the uh, Jainism and really appreciated some of the uh, what seemed to be some of the profound dedication and faith that seemed to be involved in the Jainism uh Mm-hmm. uh belief system i want i had one follow-up question uh jay um yeah i was wondering you know i know the concept of of, of of personhood um in in buddhism is more of that you know that there isn't this uh persevering ego or person or that continues um within jainism and i know you, you pointed to a couple pieces regarding personhood or ego w- yeah. what is what is the idea of per, of, of a person in in jainism so a uh, a living uh, let's
0: say for example me myself uh, we all as a living being our soul uh, that is a permanent existence we have been always been there uh, it's infinite nobody created us nor it will ever get destroyed we have always been there, but due to our actions and due to our ignorance and due to our wrong belief that we we never believed that we are soul. The problem was that we always had some or the other form, whether uh, uh, vegetation form, whether animal form, whether uh, whether in heaven or hell, or whether a human form. So the most closest thing uh, came because of the knowledge, the power of knowledge is in the soul. So the way we are trying, uh, we the way we can see things, or perceive things all these things are qualities of soul so the first thing that came uh, in front of us was our own body our own mind so the soul like we thought that this is who we are and we associate it because of the bad qualities that we have like uh, there is ego there is ignorance uh, uh, there is greed there is attachment the main problem uh, of the soul is attachment Because of the attachment and that attachment is not just towards outer stuff, but it's also towards our own uh, body and mind, our own uh, ego that uh, I am the doer or I am the uh, one who does things. Uh, And this attachment leads us to ignorance and uh, we are not able to realize who we really are. And our existence is permanent, according to Jainism. It is changing forms uh, because of our karma, but once it is destroyed, it will still, or once the karmas are destroyed, it, the, the existence will still there, but it will be in the absolute peace form, the uh, form where uh, there is no more suffering, and uh, it, in, it's in infinite uh, bliss. So, this is how the thing is, and the universe, uh, according to Jainism, is soul and matter. There are two things, and under matter, there comes another four things, like uh, matter itself, then there is time, space, uh, there is one, there are two more things which uh, I, I haven't found it in some any other religion and that is the motion and rest, like the medium of motion and medium of rest. So everything that is moving is happening because there is some element of motion which is helping uh, things to move and there is an element of rest uh, which is called as Dharmastikai and adharmastikai in Prakrit. And uh, these are the two things which help in moving and uh, staying stay, uh, for every uh, soul and matter. So this is how the existence is according to Jainism. And none of this was created or destroyed. It was always going on, like ever-changing, but always existed. So main thing is the permanent existence of soul. Ever-changing qualities, of course. Like today we have attachment for something. Tomorrow we might not be attached to it. Today we, ha- we have anger ego tomorrow we might have something else so yeah the qualities inside are ever changing but if we look at the permanent uh, if we look at from the absolute point of view soul is something which uh, in a way is a god like because uh, to dest- uh the god in jainism is someone who has destroyed all these karmas all these bad qualities are destroyed and uh, they achieve liberation that's the uh, name like that's what is called a god in jainism not someone who does things but someone who is who sees things who has seen the truth who knows the truth
1: yeah oh thank you we're speaking with jainam javeri um uh, philosopher jay also known as um and uh really really enjoy um your analysis and um Jainam, before I ask you about another thought tradition that I indicated that I was interested in Vedanta, I wanted to ask you the bigger question of the show, maybe to frame uh, that discussion, Uh, your thoughts, your thoughts on why is there something rather than nothing?
0: For that, we need uh, the experience. I think the experience shows us that there is something because... Uh, We have been a a small kid, like we were born, then we were a child, then we became a teenager, then we became an adult. So all these times, there was a permanent uh, existence, which was there, which was experiencing all these forms. Like we experienced that we were growing up. The things that were changing, there is someone who is experiencing those changes, who is aware of those changes. That shows, it's like uh, playing a video game and there is someone, a third person uh, uh, what we call, we call it as a first person shooter, right? So uh, who is someone who is controlling the, this uh, character, but you know that you are there. You cannot see yourself in the video game, but you are there who is controlling the character and achieving the missions. So it's just like that, that uh, all this we are experiencing, even right now we are talking so there is an experience, there is a knowledge, there is an awareness which is experiencing all these things, the way we are talking and everything. So which shows that there is some uh, existence because the very question when we ask that there is something or nothing proves that there is something because who is asking the question then? So that's what I said. yeah.
1: Yeah, I uh, I really enjoy listening to you, Philosopher Jay. We should call you Professor Jay as well. <laughs> it's great <laughs> yeah. to... It's it's, great. It's it's great. It's great to learn from you. It's great to learn from you. Talk talk to us about the Vedanta um, uh, tradition and the the aspects of non duality uh, that exist within that tradition.
0: So in Vedanta, uh, which was especially popularized a lot by uh, Swami Vivekananda, who went to USA for the first conference in Chicago. I think it was 1893, I don't remember the year, but yeah. So, Advaita Vedanta says that everything that exists came from Brahman. There is an absolute reality called Brahman. And uh, living and the non-living, everything that exists is Brahman. So, we, even the non-living things, even the living things, it's all the Brahman. And we are stuck because of Maya, that ignorance. Maya can be called as ignorance. That we are ignorant about the true nature of our own selves, and that's the reason we are stuck in the samsara, in this uh, material world. And when we realize ourselves, uh, then we achieve that Brahman. And uh, the dialogue is uh, that Brahma satyam jagat jivo brahma which means that only uh, Brahman is the only reality, and the entire universe is uh, illusion. And uh, even we, as a Jeeva, as a soul, are not apart from Brahman. So they, uh, the dialogue, the, we are one with everything. Uh, I think it comes from Vedanta, which says that we are one with everything. Now, that is different to Buddhism and Jainism. Jainism says that, no, we are apart from everything. And we have to realize that we are apart from everything, that we are soul. Everything else is karma, which is not us. But uh, Vedanta says that we are one with everything. And we have to realize the true nature of their oneness to achieve liberation. So, this is the major difference, because all the three philosophies believe in karma, believe in self-realization, believe in more uh, about uh, meditation and uh, knowing your your own self, rather than uh, some god, like praising some god or anything like that. Uh, it's not uh, focused on that. It's more focused on the self, meditation, self-realization. But these are the differences. Like, uh, Vedanta focuses more on the permanence, uh, permanence of the substance. Buddhism focuses more on the impermanence of the substance, while Jainism says that permanence and impermanence both exist. So these are the three uh, philosophies of India. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, and I I, I really appreciate um, your 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 wide ranging comments. I mean, I I love I love the conversation around the, the the concepts that you had you had pointed out overall. I mean, you're talking about personhood. Yeah. Uh, You know, causality, motion, rest, um, just kind of like those big metaphysical um, uh, concepts. And uh, I really I really love talking about them and and bringing them into this space uh, in this conversation about about uh, in 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 finishing up here, uh, Jay. uh, What I wanted to ask you was the. I know you're, you're you're working on some some threads of thought um, that that you hope to develop um, a, a project uh, of, of of writing okay. and developing there. Um, I want to ask you about that, but I also wanted to ask if you could let uh, any of the listeners know what might be a good way to be in touch with you, or to see your writing, or to learn from you, or anything like that.
0: Yeah, uh, thank you for mentioning uh, my work. <laughs> uh, so I'm working on a book. There are two types of books that I'm working on. One is a story of a person who is uh, completely into material uh, race, or the red right race of success, but uh, who goes to a pilgrimage in India and uh, meets monk, and then uh, their stuff, like, the, the, uh, he learns about life and uh, all those things. So the b- basic story is this. And I'm working on that story. And one is uh, something where I'm I'm just putting in a very basic language uh, what is the true nature of reality and how we can slowly and steadily achieve that. Like, uh, like many a times people are just uh, suffering because of their simple, like there are some simple things like ego just one ego to satisfy that one ego uh, people spend their entire life like uh, to achieve that small success which is not even going to last forever for that people are spending their entire life and wasting their life like the human birth is so rare and so precious and uh, it is main reason uh, we are born as human is to realize who we really are that's that's how That's what the spiritual uh, sages and monks and scriptures say, that uh, who we are, that we have to realize. That's the main purpose of human birth, not to uh, indulge into materialism or like earning money or anything. Like, okay, uh, all these things come. Anyway, they come because if we have good karma, uh, money will come or we will have a good family, good relationships. All these things automatically uh, come and go those things are not in our own control but we have to focus more on what is in our own control and uh, yeah i'm uh, like considering uh, on writing uh, about all these things for someone who is a lot beginner into philosophy like beginner uh, in the sense someone who might be young but also i've seen that age doesn't matter like i'm just what 27 but uh, yeah i can i am able to understand all these philosophical concepts so, yeah, I think age doesn't matter, but it's something like the understanding of world and the perception. Like, a person needs to develop perception to know the truth because uh, they have to know it by themselves. Like, nobody is going to spoon-feed. But uh, to develop the right perception towards life is really important. So, and yeah, if someone wants to connect with me, they can connect through me from, uh, like, through Instagram. Uh, my ID is philosopherj and also i have a youtube channel where i post some videos and podcasts on astrology philosophy spirituality so yeah these are the two options
1: yeah Yeah. jainam javeri i got it i just wanted to take an additional moment to uh, again thank you um for the conversation and and also to really recognize some of the thoughts uh, you mentioned at the beginning of you know uh, the 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 journey to get through challenges, the journey to uh, be yeah. comfortable speaking your mind, and I just wanted to thank you for your efforts in that regard and for sharing your your deep uh, and and helpful explanations and understanding of some really um, you know tough yeah. concepts. I I want to give you a big thanks that comes from me personally. Yeah, thank you so much for
0: yeah inviting. But yeah, also I have seen the uh, majority of the people who are of uh, like young age, the major problem is uh, uh, psychological. Uh, that's what I feel. The very uh, thing about achieving success or all these things, and even the motivational speakers of uh, like nowadays are more uh, showing people to achieve more and more and more. Uh, and there's also this social validation, the issue of uh, like getting validated socially on social networks or just general social validation. All these things overall just lead to more and more misery rather than uh, happiness. And the outer success is kind of a, like, it's like a distraction for people so that they are not able to like, they are like, I've seen many people who say that uh, they cannot be alone because they cannot be with their own thoughts because those thoughts are just chaos. So there's a reason they are always uh, going outside and doing stuff. But I think the major thing which people should focus is focus on themselves and just spend time with them, their own selves. And I think, especially in this lockdown, uh, many people learned that. And uh, which made, uh, like, which helps a person to become a better human being, to know who they really are and uh, destroy their bad qualities and try to uh, have... Good uh, knowledge uh, from our scriptures and from the ancient teachings of monks. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, and thank you, thank you for saying that. In uh, in, in addition, at at the end, yeah. and um, you know, just just some of the lessons we can we can learn, and just being you know gentle with ourselves, and just to acknowledge you know. And, and just slow down and look and, and think a little bit um, on some of these important questions. And uh, I'm glad we were able to connect for this project because part of it is, yes. you know, let's let's let's. It's 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 fun. It's serious. It's makes you yeah. laugh. It makes you kind of concerned. It does all these type of things. And um, I just uh, I appreciate the time that you spend with us because that that's part of the experience. So uh, philosopher Jay. Uh, yeah. Thank you, thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you, and have a have a great have a great day, and uh, we'll talk again soon. Okay. Yeah. 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 Take care. Thank now. you so much. Yeah. Bye now.
0: This is something rather than nothing.